Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I want to give a quick thanks to a sponsor of this show, Liquid IV. As you know, recently we're all trying to get in better shape and better health, whether that's hydration, working out, eating better. So I started using Liquid IV because it's a category-winning category hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is one of the best products you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, or after a long night out, if you know what I mean. But the things I would say I love about Liquid IV are its convenient packaging, how it makes me feel on a daily basis, the flavors, and how just one packet, I can feel great for the whole rest of the day. My favorite flavors are strawberry lemonade, guava, acai berry, and then probably tropical punch. But as I was saying, one stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of tra traditional sports drinks, like some other companies that we're not going to mention this ad read. And it's also non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV partners with the leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their waters and their futures. So, get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code POPCORNPOD at checkout. Again, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using our promo code POPCORNPOD at liquidiv.com. Ready to shop Better Hydration? Use my link. Again, it is POPCORNPOD, P-O-P-C-O-R-N-P-O-D to save 20% off anything you order. Thanks to Liquid IV, and let's get started on this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 102. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to episode 102 of the Popcorn Podcast. I'm Tommy Cresta, alongside me, Ryan Fran, and we're actually in person today for the first time in the last couple episodes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice, sunny, very hot Sunday afternoon. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not as hot as last summer. Remember every time we recorded, we would go outside and it was just... We'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember how hot it would get in here? Yeah. Be toasty, yeah. but um, yeah. So we're here to talk about two very different movies. Mm -hmm. We have Extraction Two, and then we also have Wes Anderson's newest film, Asteroid City. Yeah. So um, yeah. But uh, how was your last couple of days? I I finally saw you again, but yeah, no, it was pretty good. Um, watched Extraction Two. It was very very fun, very enjoyable viewing experience. Um. Asteroid City was also a lot of fun seeing that, but um, I've just been chilling out. Started a new Minecraft world, been vibing on that. I got it. I'm collecting Ender pearls now. I'm at that step. It's, it's a grind. I definitely know what you're talking about. It's a grind. <laughs> it's a grind. Yeah, because you'll kill an Enderman. And you're like, God, he didn't drop one. God uh, oh, they don't all drop one. Yeah, everyone's probably like, he doesn't play Minecraft. No. <laughs> yeah, I played Minecraft when I was younger, but I never, I never beat the game. I didn't know you could beat the game. Yeah, but um, yeah. So which which one do you want to talk? Oh, good pitch, Zach Wheeler. Um, <laughs> Tommy's watching the Phillies game yeah. while recording. <laughs> so if you hear me go, yeah, <laughs> it's because something happened. Um, which which one do you want to start with? I guess we watched Asteroid City first. We can start with that. Start with Asteroid City. Yeah, Wes Anderson's new flick. Um, so as I said, this was directed, written, and adapted by Wes Anderson, and this was distributed by Universal Pictures and Focus Features. And the production companies were Indian Paintbrush, Focus Features, as I said, American Empirical Pictures, and Wes Anderson. This movie was beautiful because I'm a sucker for Wes Anderson. 
everything he does i will watch everything he does i will love and uh yeah so far the critic reviews are about what i expected a wes anderson movie to be at which is 7.1 out on imdb a 72 on google and then a 76 on rotten tomatoes with a 62 percent audience score the critic consensus is asteroid city is unlikely to win wes anderson many new converts but those who respond to his signature style will find this a return to a mac return to immaculately arranged form yeah which is fair i mean it's like that's what i, that's what I think because i don't think i know a lot of people don't don't love wes anderson's filmmaking mm-hmm. they think he's very pretentious it does it's unnecessary i love it i think yes yeah. a very cool way to make a movie and it's very it's unique no one else makes a movie like that yeah i, no. I never thought it was pretentious it's just his style like he just likes things very symmetrical it's old school it always feels like a play kind of especially this one because yeah, it's, this it's one. literally a play but I, i've always liked the style and like i get the reviews because his movies besides a few of them are they're never like amazing like they're never gonna not never but a lot of times they're not gonna win like best picture or anything they're not gonna have the best story it's just a fun viewing experience they're just fun movies to watch and just relax and chill out you know what i mean like they're never not never they're oftentimes not like incredible but they're just fun to watch they're very entertaining movies he's been nominated i just pulled this up he's been nominated one two seven times he has yet to win one yeah he had best anime feature for isle of the dog best picture 2015 which was for grand budapest which he also got nominated for best director best original screenplay and then he also was nominated in 2013 for moonrise kingdom 2010 animated feature, which I think was Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then 2002, I don't remember. That was, again, also screenplay. So when you go into a Wes Anderson movie, you know you're going to get really good writing. Yeah. Because the dude just knows how to do it. And, I mean, yeah, he doesn't normally have the Oscar-winning movies. But, I mean, every once in a while, come out with that Grand Budapest, which took the world by storm, especially the film world. Yeah. Because we've seen his movies before. Everyone knows what they're like. But some of them just... Like, I think just the way that they made Grand Budapest and, like, the behind the scenes of how they filmed everything yeah. was so cool. And the same with Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox when they would actually have him, like, rolling around the grass mm-hmm. and have him on the back of a motorbike. Yeah. Like, it's just a really, really fun time, and it's super soothing. It's just, it's it just is, nice yeah. For the mind. Everything's symmetrical. You just look at the middle of the screen. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you don't got to do much head movement. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Dune where you're looking at the entire <laughs> scope of everything. But no, and of course, uh, the consent, not the consensus, the synopsis of this movie is world changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of a junior stargazer space cadet com- convention in an American desert town circa 1955. Yeah. But you find out as the movie plays, it's actually a play written by Edward Norton's character, mm-hmm. directed by a- Adrian Brody's character. Yeah. Which I didn't even know they were in the movie. Yeah, did I? Yeah. But I like that. I like the little, like, how it would go back and forth between Asteroid City, the the movie, which is the play, and then go to, like, Norton and Brody. And, yeah, like, like, the, the, like the actual world. Yeah, you'd see, like, how it's being made, the play in and of itself. So it was it was just cool. Oh, my God. What? Wheeler loaded the bases. Oh, God. Don't, don't tell me that one. Trying to um, yeah, it was just – it was a cool, like – it was different because you see – the play but also you see how the play was being made how all the actors got their jobs it was it was fun yeah 
it's crazy when you go into his cast list. You know how like it does like the the rows of characters. Yeah, you go into the third row. The the second to last person on the third row is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, like that's how packed this cast is. That's how packed all his casts are. I know he he does get. It. I was so excited to see like Lee Schreiber mm-hmm. and like Matt Dillon, like all these Rupert Friend. I love him. Who's that again? Played the Inquisitor. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is good. Played the Cowboy Montana in this. Mm-hmm. And then you got like Jeff Goldblum, very small but very funny. Yeah, Fisher Stevens. Mm-hmm. I hate that man. <laughs> I do what, not like him. Wes Anderson always has the guys that, the actors that just come back just to work with him. Yeah, it'll be like one quick scene that's just funny. But he's always he had he might have like the best like actor retention. Like you can tell people just want to work with him because it's just it just seems like fun. Yeah, I feel like the three big ones that like get everyone to work with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's Wes Anderson, definitely Nolan, and then probably Scorsese. Yeah, I mean he gets. I mean maybe not Scorsese because he only gets like the same couple to come back. Mm-hmm. But like Nolan gets the same five. Wes Anderson gets the same like eight. Yeah, to come back for every movie he does. Yeah, because it just seems like there's no like huge action set pieces. Like it just seems like you go to set and just say your lines, and it's just. It's just fun. Like, there's no, it's not too difficult where you're like, you're not exhausted every day. You probably just go to set and have some fun, and that's it. Yeah. Did you know Hun Chow was in this? Who? Hun Chow, the actress from The Whale. Oh, no, I didn't see her. Holly Green. Holly Green. I don't even, I have no idea. I don't remember. There's a lot of characters. Oh, I think it was um, Brody's wife. Because his, he's super green. Remember his wife comes in for like a scene. She's like, "Wait, whose wife?" Divorced. Adrian Brody. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, the and the, the best scene is with Marco Robbie. Yeah, it's like an out of nowhere scene, but so sad. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. He, I mean, I loved him in this. Scarlett Johansson was probably my favorite character. Yeah, I love Scarlett. She's such a she talented actress. She is. And, like, I never thought about it, like, mm-hmm. for years. And you know, she, she has, like, two emotions in this movie. Yeah. But but they're, like, perfect. What, yeah. she did, what she's doing is she's fit the character. And then uh, Tony uh, Revolori was in it. Mm-hmm. I think he might have had one line. But he's in the movie a lot. Yeah. But he, he had talk. one line. He said the one line, like, four different times. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright was really funny. Steve Carell was just an asshole. Trying to Steve scam Carell's people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Bill Murray. It says Bill Murray on the castle. I don't remember seeing Bill Murray. I don't remember him either. Uh, Brian Cranston narrates everything. Mm-hmm. You got Tilda Swinton. Like he really was just like, you want to see me make my biggest cast? Yeah. Uh, he had Sophia Lillies, who's from It. She plays the girl. Yep. Then yeah. Just yeah. Tom. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks always. Yeah, Cranston was fun to watch too, especially Cranston the one scene. Simple. Oh, yeah, he's in the, the one scene where he's in the wrong scene. He's like, "Am I supposed to be here? I'm not supposed to be here." Yeah, yeah. I don't think many of the characters really had emotions. Pete Alonso. I know. I just went back. Oh. Anyways, but uh, Maya Hawk is. I like Jake Ryan who played Woodrow. The son. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, good. He was so awkward. Yeah. I loved it. 
And he, he looks like he could be Schwartzman's son. He does look like he could be Schwartzman's son. Yeah. And the little the his sisters aren't on the Oh yeah. The, the one is Ella Farris. But the rest like, of them are they were scripted. They were so funny. Yeah. If you dig that up, we'll kill you. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Hey, are you guys princesses? I'm a witch. I'm a vampire. I'm a mermaid. I'm an okay. alien. <laughs> yeah, I'm an alien. They were just they were very funny. And this and for I guess we're spoiling the movie, doing spoilers cuz yeah. Really this isn't like a spoiler. Like you just it's just a movie. Like yeah. this is just the things that happen. It's not you're not going to be surprised by anything. It's just yeah. fun to watch. And they talk about in the in the trailer that the wife the wife is dead. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman's wife. When he tells the kids it's one of the funniest scenes. Yeah. And the way she's like, did you know Woodrow? He's like, I think, I think I did. I think I did. Yeah. And then the girls are like, so when's she coming back? She's not. Yeah. You don't even understand what 15 minutes is. 15 minutes is 3,626 hours. Exactly, honey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is that her in the Tupperware? He's like, yeah. Yeah, that's her in the Tupperware. <laughs> one of three. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just love it. I mean, I was, I was smiling. Cheek to cheek from the start of this movie. Yeah. Ear to ear, I meant. Like cheek to cheek. <laughs> I've been <a> normal <laughs> smile. Like, as soon as the movie started and we saw Roadrunner, which was mm-hmm. a pretty little funny, like, wasn't, it might not have been the actual Roadrunner, but it was. Roadrunner. I mean, it, it does the meep meep, so it's meep. definitely Looney Tunes. I, I, that's who should make a Looney Tunes movie. An animated Looney Tunes. It'd be funny. It'd be, it would yeah. just be ridiculous. <laughs> Just George Clooney's voicing Bugs Bunny. <laughs> oh yeah, he didn't show up for this. He likes working. With- yeah, Clooney wasn't in this. He likes working with Wes. What else? Oh yeah, just going through the movie. Everyone's strapped. Yeah, everybody Everyone just, just has, has a gun, gun on them for like no reason. Yeah, there's really not much shooting. There's a few scenes where there's a bit of shooting, but like, and it's always it. just the. Oh no, they do do the show the soldiers practicing. Remember the car chase that happens throughout the movie? Yeah. It just drives back and forth, <laughs> just shooting. Yeah. But everybody just has a gun on their hip. Yeah. And every scene, every guy has one. Tom Hanks just has one the whole time. Yeah. No, I I mean, then we know, like, the soldiers, of course, had them. But it was just funny that Tom Hanks, Steve Carell both had one. Yeah. And they never pulled them out. They're just in their clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This this I, I just adore Wes Anderson. Like, nothing. He can do no wrong in my mind. Yeah, he's never made, like, a bad movie. Because, yeah, sometimes the plot is, like, not super important. Like, in this one. It's, yeah. It's just watching it for fun. I mean, the stuff, like, I thought the behind the scenes of the play was more interesting than, like, the play yeah. actually City itself. Because every time I went back, I was like, oh, this is actually Like, this is, like, cool. the real world. Yeah, this is. Because we know that you're just watching a play, pretty yeah. a long play. But the Asteroid City parts were just fun. It was just so much fun to watch. I keep saying it. I just, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. You know? Like I said to you after we watched it, that, like this to me is not as good as Grand Budapest. Yeah. But I think I think it's probably my number two on his list. I, I just love like watching the kids in the rocket. Like it's very simple. Like, you know, there's probably just a dude on a rope. Yeah. And there's just some smoke shooting out. And the one kid, I didn't see him on the cast list. The one who kept saying, do you dare me? Oh, yeah. Just jumping off buildings. And Lee Shriver was like, I'll break your neck. <laughs> like, stop asking if you dare me if you're just going to do it anyway. Yeah. And then he's like, why do you do it? And he gives this deep, like, <laughs> meaning point. Like, so 
yeah, we'll dare you. Like they both, we'll him and Steve Carell both feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And then like the movie's not deep in any meaning. It's a Wes Anderson movie. It's very dry. It's very monotone the entire movie. Yeah. And then the Margaret Robbie scene is so sad when she's just playing her. She also hit a triple. Oh, let's go. Mundo. Oh, he hasn't even hit the ball yet. Am I? No. Well, you're gonna watch it. I am gonna watch it as we're talking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's just the whole movie is just fun. I keep saying it, but every actor is great because they have almost every great actor working right now. So. It's hard to mess that up. The writing was just funny. The humor is just dry as always. Movie looks great. I don't know if there's like any CGI besides that laser gun, I guess, probably. But the alien, the first time you see it. That was like stop. That's like claymation or something. Which I loved. Yeah. That he he always does that where he has like a shot and then it'll be like you can tell it's like a miniature, like the train in the beginning. You can tell it's some it was it would be a miniature and then it'd be the actual train miniature actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's always good at slipping in different forms of animation, whether it be like claymation, miniatures, stop motion, into his live action stuff. I, I really, every time I watch this movie, I really do think he's one of the one of the best directors working. Because mm-hmm. I feel like every time you watch one of his movies, you enjoy it. Yeah. Like even if you're not like, oh, that wasn't a, that's not like an incredible movie, but it's just fun. Like it's just it's yeah. so symmetrical, which is his whole point. That like. I don't know. It just makes me happy. Like everything, the colors are so bright. It's like very uh, pastel yeah. coloring. So, I mean, I love his movies and I will never stop loving Wes Anderson movies. Moonrise Kingdom was his first one I remember watching because it was on at HBO Kids every morning. Yeah. And I used to get up at like six on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So it would always be on. Gotcha. And I mean, it's Bruce Willis, Ed Norton. Like it's a packed cast in that one too. Ed Norton. I, oh, I said Ed Norton. Never mind. But um, yeah, I just I just love this movies and I love this one I, just as much as I love most of them. But yeah, I feel like I want to hear your side of it because like I feel like I'm definitely part of the bias of like where they said on the thing like the people who love West Ham like this is very much mm-hmm. like exactly what I was going and expecting. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're not a Wes Anderson fan, but I feel like I I'm a little too biased against it. You've definitely seen more than me. I haven't really seen that much, but I mean this I. I did see what I expected. I mean, I wasn't expecting everything, like all the background stuff we were talking about, but like, yeah, I got what I expected. It was just a fun, entertaining movie. It looked pretty. All the acting was great. Yeah. I got exactly what I expected. I was not, I wasn't disappointed. It was fun. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just love how he does because it's a play. So I love when it says act one scenes. Yeah, I, I, I to whatever it is, mm-hmm. like it's just stuff like that. It's very simple and like it's a little dorky or whatever you want to call it, like hokey maybe. Yeah, but it fits his movies so. Like if Christopher Nolan did that, I'd be like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, that's weird. But like for him, because his movies are very simplistic, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this movie, like this is definitely. I feel like the extraction review of this episode would be a lot longer because I feel like it's hard to talk about Wes Anderson. Kind of. Yeah. Because, like, there's you, there's nothing bad about his movies. They're just – they're Wes Anderson. Like, you know – like, these movies are so hard to score. Yeah. Like, just going off of, like, what I like about them. But Trey Turner did something. Trey Turner did something. Home run? If he, if he just pops up and they score. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Uh, 
if you're a Wes Anderson fan, I highly recommend this. If you're if you're a film buff, I always think Wes Anderson movies are the best because the way he moves the camera, the different types of shots he uses. And I love how sometimes he does like quick cuts, like it's a quick uh, in succession, a quick amount of cuts. Yeah. But not like quick cuts, like action movie quick mm-hmm. cuts. And then he has very, very specific ways of framing everything. Like even when things aren't always like a character's normally in something's always in the center. Yeah. That's like his thing. But like when Matt Dillon goes to fix a car, it's very deliberate. Couple steps up the ladder, mm-hmm. zoom in on the key, zoom in on his face, show the car. Like stuff like that I just yeah. really enjoy. So I yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to say. I I think I think I want to give this movie. Oh no. Darn it. Cassie got jammed and yeah. it looked like a foul ball, but it got moved everyone over. But um I want to hear what you give this as a score. I'm just gonna say like eighty four. Oh I mean that's I give it an eighty six, so I mean it's yeah. pretty close. I have Grand Budapest at like a 92. Yeah. Do, do, do. Let me type this in. Yeah, no, it was just entertaining. I mean, if you're expecting like some life-changing story, you're not going to get that. But if you just want to sit down and relax and watch a fun movie and just be entertained, it's, it's perfect for you. You say 84, right? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, if you guys want to hear us talk more about it, we're sorry, <laughs> but that's that's what we yeah. really have. With there's this. not much else to say because it's not like there's nothing much to like break down and stuff. I don't I don't think, at least for us, because I'm sure there's like some sort of emotional stuff that people can unpack from this. But we're not the smartest people, so we're not gonna yeah, we're, we're, we're not, not gonna mess with that. But yeah. Oh, and if you guys think Scarlett Johansson is a very beautiful woman, again, highly recommend this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah. Shout out to Jason Schwartzman for having a heck of a last two weeks. Yeah. Ooh, base is loaded. Um, but yeah, do you want to move into extraction? Yeah. Yeah. You get to you you run this one. Um. So I I love the first extraction movie. I thought I watched it expecting a kind of crappy action movie with just good action, but not the best story and stuff. And it doesn't have an incredible story, but it has really, really good action, the first one. And the story was good enough to make it a genuinely really good movie. And with Sam Hargrave just directing the shit out of it in his stuntman style, it turned out to be maybe my favorite Netflix original movie. It's mine. It's, yeah. it's This is definitely my favorite Netflix original movie. Yeah. Because you can think of, like, The Irishman and stuff, and those are – it's a great movie. You don't think so. But – Extraction is probably the most like fun, rewatchable Netflix movie, unless I'm forgetting something, but I don't think I am. So the way the first one ended, I was like, okay, that's it. And they announced, and then you see him at the end. You're like, how, you know what I mean? Remember at the very end, the kid's swimming and you see like, it's not him. You don't, it's not explicitly him, but you see like the figure in the background. There are a lot of good Netflix originals. Are there? Roma, Marriage Story, The Five Bloods. All right, I Gerald's take back game. This one's the most fun. Dolma is my name. I love that movie. This one's the most fun one. Always be my maybe. If anyone wants to watch a good movie, 
go watch that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oscar nominated. Oh, you know what I just watched on Netflix last night with my dad? What's that? My dad had never seen The Departed. Did he like it? Yeah. He like the end? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mom watched it before I left for California last year, and she was like, oh, I love Leo's character as they got in the elevator. Really? I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going to yeah. be really sad. That's- Dude, the whole time he's like, God, I fucking hate Damon. How'd he get away with all this? <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> And then he walked into the apartment and you saw like the, you know, covered shoes. Yeah, the covered shoes. And he was like, yes. He's like, he's going to get some. Alec Baldwin's one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. Him and Mark Wahlberg's interactions are always so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great movie. But, um, Ooh, anyway. count, bases loaded. Yeah. Extraction 2. It did everything that I loved about the first one and stepped it up. You know what I mean? The action was bigger i think i think honestly the story at least maybe i like the first one a little bit better but i think i just cared about that um the kid in the first one i think he just had a better relationship with tyler than the the mom and daughter in this one yeah. i just you know I, I liked him but i just felt i think the kid in the first one was a better you know like a better storyline yeah following them yeah i think that was a little better but still i mean just the action in this one which is I think matters more than the story in a movie like this. It was incredible. It was bigger, bigger guns, bigger dudes. Like, just some. Yeah. Cool, I mean, this is Chaz Delinsky and it's Sam Hargrave, right? Pretty sure, yeah. They these two guys are yeah, so unbelievably talented. Yep. With how they can make action scenes, because yes, this Extraction franchise and the John Wick franchise. There are elements of like fictional fighting. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they make everything seem so realistic. And me, you talked about it in the prison one take. Mm-hmm. Going from room to room and not always just following Tyler Rake. Yeah. Makes it feel so much more realistic. Yeah. Going from room to room where you can tell, like, I said it then, you can tell, like, they're shooting in, if it's not like an, you know, old abandoned prison they got to use, it's still like a real place that they're filming in. God damn it. Oh, he's strike out. He lined up. But um, it, you can tell it's a real building, not just like a set or a green screen that they're like running around and just doing laps in and changing it up. Like they're moving throughout a building, which just makes it feel so much more real. You know what I mean? And they're going to different buildings and they're on a train and shit. Like it's just they actually land a helicopter on a moving train. It's insane. It's crazy. Like everything in this movie feels so real, which just makes the action that much better. I mean, it feels real because a lot of the shit is happening. Like the yeah, cars it, that are crashing are flipping, they're rolling. Like, yeah. And I mean, definitely you can tell when some of the cuts are in the one take. Yeah. But I mean, there's like an, oh my God, he ripped it too. Did he? Yeah. Um, You can tell some of them. But there's like a good nine minutes at one point in the prison that it has not cut yet. Yeah. Like when he's moving through everything. Like there's a lot of – there are some actual like one shot and moving. When they're driving, it's late. He's handing the camera yeah. like while they're driving. Like it's it, – the movie's insane. And yeah, I can't wait to see like the behind the scenes because that was the craziest thing from the first one because I wasn't going to watch – I mean I probably would have watched it. But the reason I watched the first one was because that like behind the scenes stuff where he's getting on the hood of the car and jumping off, getting on a motorcycle – I saw that first. I was like, holy shit. That's what I saw. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't going to watch it either because I was like, 
I have a very weird thing with Netflix. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch your movies because you guys love to, you guys love to use green screens and stuff when it doesn't look good. Like mm-hmm. Red Notice, as good as as funny as that movie with as funny as Ryan Reynolds is, ninety percent of that movie looks horrible. Yeah, I still haven't watched that movie. I, I have no interest in that. Ryan Reynolds does have some funny one liners in that movie. Does it? Yeah, but The Rock's just annoying. Gal Gadot's Gal. I love Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I think she was perfect as Wonder Woman. I think she's a good actress. I do not think she's a great actress. Yeah, just like The Rock. I think The Rock, if he Sticks in his lane, like the fast movies. I think he's super fun to watch in those. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds is, I legitimately think, is a good actor. Yeah, like his ability to come up with one line. And oh my god, what's his one movie? His A twenty four, like serious movie. It's about gambling. It's actually really, it's a really good movie. God, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, but Netflix doesn't have the best track record with making like critically acclaimed movies most of the time they like they'll have the movies like roma and the irishman and stuff like that but a lot of the times it's just not the best like whether it's romance movies like what was that romance movie that you despised on netflix it's like 365 or something like that oh god it's a trilogy is it 365 yes 365 days (laughs) and the movie i was talking about is called mississippi grind gotcha has a 6.5 on imdb and a 91 on Rotten tomatoes and it's really, really sad because okay. it's uh, Ben Mendelsohn plays a gambling addict. Gotcha. It's a really good movie. If anyone wants to check it out, highly recommend. It's on, it's on HBO. Yeah. But um, back to Extraction. Um, going into like the reviews and everything so far, it is currently sitting at 7.1 on IMDb. It is 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% on Google. It is produced by Chris Hemsworth, Sam Hargrave, and the Rus- Joe Russo. It's directed by Sam Hargrave, written by Joe Russo. And as we said, it is on Netflix, so it was distributed by Netflix. And I'm, we've talked about this, I think every time we talk about action movies, gun stuff is always very important to me when I'm watching a movie. Like, it needs to look realistic. It needs to seem like how you would actually do something. And it is great in this movie. (laughs) Like, everything that I would have, would say would needed to look realistic, looked realistic. Yes, he at one point picks up a Gatling gun. Yeah, he picks up a minigun and shoots down a helicopter. I mean, it could happen. (laughs) Yeah. But his way he moves through the buildings, there's jams in the guns, which is always a big thing that I love to see. And I mean, I don't know. I just just love these movies. I definitely think this one is better than the first one because I actually cared more Mm -hmm. about Tyler because I learned more about him. Even though it becomes very repetitive. like, Like the story, we all know the story. Oh, he lost his son. He decided to become this mm-hmm. weapon of a person. But all in all, the movie's still so much fun. Uh, how do you? I, oh God, I'm gonna pronounce her name wrong. Gal Schiff Farani. She plays a uh, Nick. Yeah. I'm sorry if I pronounced her name wrong, everyone. She was awesome. I love her. She's great in both of these movies, and the, her brother too. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't know how to read. <laughs> Ruta Harsh Joshua. No, that's not him. That's the kid from the first one. It is? Yeah, his name's Adam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it looks just like him. Like, no, they have the same hair. Oh, well, I thought Ovi was I mean, the main guy. Was no. the brother. That's the, I'm pretty sure it's the kid from the first one. Because I'm looking at the, the other end of the cast thing on Google. 
Is he at the far he's, end of the? He's on the top row at the other end. No, he's not. He's next to Idris Elba for me. No, that's Sam. Sammy Jonas Heaney. Huh. I guess <laughs> we have different ones. But yeah, this. How do I? I don't want to say it's a great movie because it's not a great movie. It's a great action movie. Yeah. That's what I'll say. It's a great action movie because there's enough of a story for you to like care and get invested in the characters, but the main draw is still the action. Chris Edwards splitting a dude's hand in half. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, the first one had amazing action. This one had incredible action, but more creative action and kills and stuff. Like, he kills some dudes in some crazy ways. It's, It's gorier, probably. But yeah, I kind of want to rewatch the first one again. I rewatched I the it. first one like a month ago. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I did a nice but... double feature. I did a uh, extraction one in Heat. Yeah, <laughs> nice double feature. <laughs> For anyone, I hadn't seen Heat in a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. What a movie! <laughs> Can't believe they're making a second one. Yeah, Michael Mann is. So I mean, maybe it'll be good. Maybe. But um, yeah, this both these movies are just a really fun time. I would highly recommend them to everyone mm-hmm. but again i don't think that either one of these is better than any of the john wicks no i think the john wicks they might also be that they're a little bit higher quality if that yeah. makes sense like they're not netflix produced mm-hmm. and, but they're very different movies yeah because i said it while we were watching it it's not the same thing as john wick where it's like this is a hitman he's going to go in to kill somebody like it these movies differentiate differentiate themselves <laughs> from other things because He's not going in to kill somebody. He's going in to save somebody, which is – it's just a little change. But I feel like it's its enough of a change to make these movies feel different. And it also adds that layer of like he has to take care of these people and, you know, get to know – you get to know them throughout the movie. So that's thats what I – how did he get the face on that? Anyways, that's what I liked about these movies is that he's not like a bad guy or anything. Like he's – a good guy. He's a contractor who's well, trying to. I mean, did you call him a bad guy? I don't call him a bad guy, but I wouldn't say he's a good guy. I mean, he does good things. People. Yeah, in bad ways. No, he does. He does bad things to bad he people. Does bad things for a good reason. Yeah, good cause. Yeah, because he is just trying to save people. Oh, but he hurts a lot of people. <laughs> doesn't hurt them. He kills a lot of people. He does hurt a lot of the guys because he doesn't want to kill the prisoners at yeah. first. At first, yeah. Like when he's going through the building, you realize he shoots them in the legs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to kill anyone. And yeah. then then and he gets into the courtyard and he just starts demolishing <laughs> everyone. It starts and everything washed over me. I was like, yes, this is going to be so fun. Oh, yeah, when it did the shaky cam. I was like, oh, here we go. That's That was my favorite scene. Yeah. Just the prison escape. And then it, it just keeps going. They get on the train, and you're like, all right, this is where it's going to stop. It, and it just doesn't. Stop. It stops for like 10 minutes after the train, and then it picks right back up. Yeah. But, like, that's what makes it feel so realistic is that it's in real time. Like, everything's happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. big fan. Can't wait for the third one. I know. Oh, Idris Elba. Awesome. Yeah, he just pops up. Maybe they're going to make that like a big thing. Because you said that show, or is it movies or shows, Luther? Because I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say they're going to like connect them. But isn't it a Netflix thing now? Yeah. Luther? 
so they could. That, that's what I was thinking while I was watching. I was like, oh, wait. Idris Elba's character's name is Alcott, so no. Unless Alcott's another name for Luther. I don't know. I, I haven't watched that show. You just said it, and I was like, that would be something. I don't know <laughs> anything about Luther, but cool. I got to watch the movie. Supposedly, it was pretty good. Yeah. With Andy Serkis. Yeah. What is it? He's like an EI or something, right? Something like that? Something like that. Uh, I've never watched it. Everybody says it's pretty good, but I never watched it. Yeah. Oh. But, um, yeah, is there anything you want to add? No, not much. I mean. Oh, what's your score? Um, I don't know. Uh, give it like a 82. Nice. That's what I gave it. Nice. Because, again, it's not like a life-changing movie. It's just fun. That's it. Okay, this is crazy. So, since Fool's Paradise, I've seen Fool's Paradise, The Boogeyman, Transformers, The Flash, The Blackening, Asteroid City, and Extraction. Mm -hmm. Asteroid City and The Blackening are my highest-rated movies. Really? The Blackening, everyone, go watch that movie. It is so funny. (laughs) And it is – I love satire, but I I like good satire. Like, when, when they try too hard in any kind of satire. Yeah. To be like, oh, do you see what we're doing? Like, you're mm-hmm. dumb. We need to explain this to you. It's not funny. But the way they do it in this one was hilarious. Yeah. I've heard good things, but still haven't seen it. I made some nice money, too. For itself. Yeah. Especially, I think it only played in like half the theaters, too. Yeah. It didn't do a wide release. Yeah. But good for them. It. I mean, so the math was if the Blackening released in as many places as The Flash, it would have made just as much money as yeah, The Flash. Yeah, I saw that. Do you see what The Flash is? what the projection was for this week. Yeah. It was projected to drop off 76%. Oh, God. It's a hell of a way to end it. <laughs> Rip the DCEU. That's not the DCEU. So happy. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. So now seeing the whole DCEU, like, we're, that's done. Yep. Going off all the movies. Would you say Zack Snyder's movies are the best ones? Besides the Suicide Squad, because that's probably the best of all of them. Yeah. Zack Snyder's is in Man of Steel, BVS, Wonder Woman. He didn't direct it, but he he produced. Well, he produced all of them, I think. They put them on there, but he didn't. And it was because he made the original. Yeah. And I mean, Wonder Woman's in the first. I still think I think the first Wonder Woman still might be the best one besides Suicide Squad. Really? Besides the Suicide Squad. I just hated how they made it uh, Hades. That is true. He's not the best villain. But I think overall, it was a really good movie. Like, surprisingly good movie. Aquaman was not the best, but still pretty fun. So we're still in the Zack Snyder era. Yeah. But again, not a Zack Snyder movie. No, but I'm saying, like, his. I, my question should have more been his era or the era after he left? Oh. Was Suicide Squad before or after he left? I think it was after. I think it's after. I think yeah. it's like the first one after. So after. It's better? Yeah. Oh, are you meaning Suicide Squad like James Gunn? The Suicide, Suicide Squad. I thought you yeah. meant the original one. Oh, no, no, no. The movie sucks. The Suicide Batman Squad. Batman scene is good, though. It's by far the best. Batman scene is kind of cool. I do like that scene. The Harley, Harley Quinn is <laughs> drowned. <laughs> she starts chomping at him. It's so funny. He just punched her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> just one taps her in the face. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, that is what Batman would do. Yeah. Batman's hands are E for everyone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what is your uh, recommendation of the weekend, Ryan? 
Oh, I have mine. I had one too. I forgot it. Say yours. I got to try to remember this. So my recommendation of the week is The Bear. Because mm. season two just dropped. Me and Ryan watched episode one. And supposedly season two is even better than season one was. Yeah. And is the whole season out? Yeah, it's all out. Okay. And it has 100% the season. Yeah. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, critically and audience. Gotcha. The Bear. I want, I want to see what the reviews are. Has an eight point, excuse me. Has an eight point five on IMDb, hmm. and ninety four on Google. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Good show. I mean, I think the show's incredible. I was actually kind of nervous when they announced the second season. Yeah, because I felt like the first season was like perfect. Yeah, it has enough of like, it has an ending where it can be you can do a second season, but if you just left it up to interpretation, it's yeah, like you I, can guess like okay, he's gonna open his own restaurant yeah. like. You could have just left it, but I really hope they don't push this show too long. We'll see yeah. at the end of season two though. How yeah does it have more legs? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's mine. Gotcha. I'm gonna recommend another Netflix original that isn't as good, but it's still a pretty fun action movie. It's Six Underground with oh Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, because I thought like again, it's not as good of a movie as Extraction, both story and action wise. But it was just a fun, another fun movie. Yeah, because it was cool having like the team where everybody had their ability. And the one kid just did parkour. And he just... yeah. <laughs> it is a goofier movie, but it's still pretty fun. It is a violent movie, though. It is pretty violent. It is gory as hell. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds loves his gore. Yeah, I still remember the the first guy, the um, uh, the Franco. Yeah, the very beginning, the driver, and he just gets impaled in the first yeah. like ten minutes. And then later in the movie, when Ryan Reynolds quotes Eminem, to him, he's yeah. like, was that was that Eminem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I didn't say anything, were you going to take that as your own quote? No. 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 Are you sure? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to us review Asteroid City and Extraction 2. I'm Tommy. That's Ryan. Yep. Make sure to continue listening to our show and sharing it. And uh, go Phils. Ryan. You, yeah, go Phils. you have anything you want to add before we go? Go Phils. And the Mets scored. Yeah, it's 3-2. God damn it. I didn't even see that. But, uh, yeah. See you guys. See ya. Thanks to thank you, Past Tommy, for that amazing intro. But before we get going, guys, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. From the time I was 22, which I am now, to the time I was 10, I've changed a lot. I used to be a very friendly, outgoing person. Even Ryan can vouch for this now. I'm not as friendly to some people, but I'm still still need to change some things, and that's why I went to therapy to learn why I acted the way I did and why I changed over time. But therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we did, like I would, until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash PopcornPod today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash PopcornPod, P-O-P-C-O-R-N pod. 
Again, thank you guys and thank BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. And thank you guys for still t- tuning in every week and listening to whatever me and Ryan have to say. And we will see you all next week.